I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Oh, good grief. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm having to start over. You know how little or few times I've had to start over? I forgot to put the Do Not Disturb on my iPhone 8 with earbuds so I can report, record my podcast. And then when somebody calls you, it stops it. And it's just like, ah, start over. And you know who called me? Because I went and checked. They left a message. Toyota of Cedar Park. And they said, hey, we saw you were looking at a used vehicle a while back. It's like, dude, I bought a used car from you in 2017. Why are you calling me? I must be desperate. You're not a bunch of buttholes. But here's the funny thing. The last time they called, I actually picked up, which I don't know why I did. Normally, if I see a number I don't recognize, boom, that's going to voicemail. And it was a woman saying, hey, you know, maintenance and you know, new car and trade. And it's like, yeah, I sold that car. I don't have that car. Oh, okay. Well, let me put that in our system. It's like, I didn't sell the car. I just didn't want him calling me anymore. Put it in your system? Yeah, that's not true. Because they keep calling. I could keep Yeah, I don't have that car anymore. We must keep calling you. Our boss makes me call you. Our boss, we must sell cars. Oil change, $5,000. You know, one time I went to get an oil change. It's like, do you have an appointment? It's like, oh, no. I thought this was one of those little quickie lube places. Waited two hours. Next time, I made an appointment. Do you have an appointment? I do. Well, that'd be two hours anyway. It's like, well, what's the point of making an appointment? What, if it's the same amount of time whether I make appointment don't ask me if I ha- did you make an appointment if if it doesn't matter you know what they're just turds that's just turd city right there okay so it's been a while since I've done a, a podcast but I, I've been busy so me and some buds went to the casino we'll talk a little bit about something an incident had nothing to do with gambling had nothing to do with winning or losing there was an incident I had a birthday, and we'll talk about it. It was almost a big number. I don't even like saying how old I am anymore, because I'm old now. When I was 42, I was like, yeah, 42. Yeah, I'm 28. Yeah, I'm 35. And then you get to numbers like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. And then they look at you like, ooh. All right, so the casino. Went up with a couple buddies. <clears throat> and a little background. When you're a child boy, a boy child, and you're learning how to pee at a urinal, I, I, I never did this, but in my kindergarten class, I, I still remember because I thought it was weird back then. You know, when you go up to a urinal, you unzip, you pull down your britches with your left hand, you whip it out with your right hand, you stand at the urinal, it's not complicated. But I guess when you're a little kid and you don't really have anything to whip out, it's just some little nub. I don't know. But in kindergarten, boys would pull their pants down to their ankles with their butt shining in the breeze. Now, it doesn't even make sense, but you get the idea. And they'd stand there and piss, practically buck naked. And I always thought that was weird. Even back then, I thought, what are you, what are you doing? You don't have to do that. I never did it. But the little boys in, in, in my class pissed that way. I thought, man, someone needs to teach them. Anyway, hadn't thought about that in 50 years, half a century, till I went to the casino. 
and that's right. So I walk into a restroom and it's kind of a long hallway. And these guys come out of the restroom into the long hallway and they're laughing. Eh, I thought they were just having a good time. Not, not, not that they had a good time in the restroom, but they had a good time in the casino. So I turn to go into the restroom and there is a bank of urinals and you can only see one urinal at first until you kind of make that complete corner. And there's a grown ass man standing there at the urinal with his pants, his shorts, down around his ankle, pissing, bare-assed. I have never seen that as a grown human being. And I, I didn't want to see it. I, did, I just turned the corner. It was like, it was like a slap in the face. It, it startled me. I go, I let out a little yelp. I was so discombobulated and confused. And, and here's the other thing. Because it was so startling, for a brief moment, I couldn't look away. It was like, it's like an eclipse. You, you don't want to look at it, but you kind of want to sneak a peek because they tell you not to look at it. And that's kind of what this was, was, a butt eclipse, a full moon eclipse that I wasn't supposed to look at. So I looked at it for maybe two full seconds. And I'm going to describe it to you because it is etched in my brain. Think about two hams that have been sitting in your freezer uncovered and they're just full of freezer burn and you take those and you make a sandwich with a raccoon tail in, in the middle that's what i saw freezer burn sandwich with raccoon tail and it was like a triangular but it was t it was big and meaty at the top and it just fell into a triangle into this nether region of ham crack now I don't want to have that in my memory anymore. I wish I could go to somebody to hypnotize me and, and get it out because it's in there for right now. And as I'm telling you the story, I'm, I'm seeing it. My buddy's behind me. I think it was just one of them actually going to the restroom, saw it. And we came out and we talked about it for 30 minutes. Like, how does this happen? What was going on? Was you think, well, is this person special needs? But it's like, what are they doing at a casino then? Did, did this person have a rash going on? Doesn't even matter. But I don't need to see that. And I broke my streak of not seeing that since kindergarten. And I'm, I'm pissed about it. I'm irritated heavily about it. All right, so. Oh, I gotta take a breath. It wore me out. Whew wore me out my, my my wife asked me a question the other day she goes um do you ever feel a need to give back to society you know we live in a crazy world lots of crazy things happening and without hesitation i go no and she looked at me like i was a bad person and i'm thinking well, what do you give back to society you're not helping at homeless shelters or you know, you know what we both do? We both donate to charity and we try to do stuff animal related. I'll get to that in a minute. But immediately I said, no, I don't feel like help. And I, she goes, well, why not? I said, well, I taught school for almost 30 years. You know, if that's not, you know, they say it's the most noble, noble profession, molding young minds. I, I did it for 30 years. I have no inner desire to help anybody anymore. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. I'm not going to be mean to somebody. I donate my money to charity when I can. I have friends that 
ride at the Hill Country Ride for AIDS. I give them money every year. Occasionally, I'll, you know, give somebody who's done a, what do they call that, GoFundMe. And I've done that several times this year, people down on their luck, just horrible things happening to them. Because I don't, it's like, it's, that's what I think super rich people do. It's like, yeah, I don't really want to go do something, but I'll give you, you know, five grand. Make, make me feel better. It, it's, is it lazy? Yes. Does it help? Like, yeah. So, all right. Um, I turned 59 years old. 59. As my dad would always tell us on our birthday. If he was alive, he would tell me today. Well, you're on your 60th year. You know, because you start out at zero, right? He, he wouldn't even let us enjoy that birthday without already pushing us to the next number. If I was 19, it'd be like, oh, you're on your 20th year. Well, that sounded good when you're 19. But as you get older, not so much. Anyway, I'm on my 60th year. 60, so I'm 59. 59. That's bullshit, man. That's some bullshit. If I got hit, hit by a truck tomorrow, I, I would have no complaints. I've lived a healthy life, except for my chalky, which is irritating. I've never been hungry. I've never been homeless. I have people that care about me and family. No complaints. But I'm thinking, well, what if I live to 90? That's 30 years <laughs> of what, what do you do with yourself? That doesn't mean I want to go work. Okay, so anyway, 59. So I started thinking. 59 and for some reason the thing that rolled into me it's like god 10 years gonna be over like that and then it's like well damn that's 69 i'll be on my set 10 years went by quick what the hell and then just the number 69 okay i'm sure everybody listening has listened to bill and ted's excellent adventure and what (laughs) what were those two guys' favorite number 69 okay so Let's talk about the elephant in the room. The only people that 69 in real life are like youngsters, right? And porno people? Like normal people don't do that. Because someone's going to get the short end of the stick. Not figuratively, but literally. Someone might be getting the long end of the stick on the 69, but figuratively, that's one thing. But I always think if you're on the bottom of that number then you're getting the short end of the stick. You know, just, I I don't want to describe it. Just think about it. If you're on the bottom, what are you looking at? Nothing good. At what age do you think, well, we got to quit doing this. I'm thinking 24. 24 is the limit for anybody doing that. In fact, if you're 69 years old and you're still 69ing, that's, that's a form of bravery we need to talk about. Because, you know, people go and they do bungee jumping and skydiving. If you're a 69-year-old man or woman, and you want to go out there and live your life to the fullest, robust, and you're given the choice, I'm going to 69, I'm going to bungee jump, I'm going to skydive. Make no mistake which one's the bravest. The other two, eh, who cares? If you're doing that other thing at 69, 
There should be some trophies and some inscriptions involved. Because that, that is... Whew. I don't want to imagine it. <laughs> but I'm imagining it right now. And I'm irritated with myself. Okay. Whew. I kind of got off track a little bit. I'm 59. Just say it. Hey, um, we're fostering a one-eyed dog. Okay, so it's a little Boston Terrier. Everybody knows Rocky was a Boston Terrier. And I don't know what kind of life he had, but it was shit. Because he got into some sort of a scrape with another dog, we're assuming. And that dog pulled his eye out of his socket. And those people that had him, I guess, didn't want to deal with it or pay for surgery or whatever they put him in a crate dropped it off at night at an animal shelter all injured like that so the dog was traumatized and the veterinarian took care of it hooked it up with north north texas boston terrier rescue allison is involved in that group and she wanted to foster him i did not I, i i'm not a good person but i just sounded like a lot of trouble we have two old dogs Although, a poor guy. Anyway, so we ended up doing it. First night was a disaster. He just barked. He was scared. He's, he has settled down. He is an amazing little dog. He runs and he chases a toy and brings it back. He gets in the pool and sits on that step and just looks around like he's in a hot tub. Our other dogs won't get in the pool. He gets right in, just kind of lays back, chills, chills out in the pool. Listens to him. Now he put him in a crate. We're, we're crate training him. He's a good boy. But he's got one eye that's gone and everything's sewn shut and it's kind of weird looking. But he's kind of like two faced on Batman. You know, the character, the villain. One side of his face, guy's just good looking. Just a perfect specimen of a Boston Terrier. Other side, not so much. But he's really cute. His name's Harry Styles. Allison named him Harry Styles. Harry's a good name. I don't really see the need to add Styles to it, but anyway. So we have a Boston. And he's going to be available to uh, adopt through that organization. And if you're listening to me and you want a freaking cool dog that is happy to be alive, he's happy now. He's happy to be around. He's got people that love him and care for him. He's going to be a good dog for somebody. He's probably about to... He still had his balls. You know how long it's been since I've seen a dog with balls? Decades. So if maybe he belonged to a breeder, or maybe he just belonged to people that just weren't really good pet owners and didn't do that, but he's getting neutered next week, which is good. He doesn't need all that testosterone running through his body. It's probably what got him into trouble with a bigger dog. But... Harry Styles, he's going to be a good boy with a one-eyed foster dog. And no, I wasn't going to name him Lucky or Cyclops. I'm not not going to have a a name associated with his disability. That ain't cool. Someone said, why don't you just name him Cyclops? Oh, fuck off. I'm not doing that. Good Lord. But the problem is now I'm afraid he's going to like walk into this edge of the coffee table with his good eye. It's like, man, we need to get goggles on him or something. All right. You know what time it is? That's right. 
you love it, you need it. It's a Chalky Chalk Report. Chalky Chalk Scale. It's a Chalky Chalk Report for July 20th, 30th, 29th. Eh, whatever, it doesn't really matter. I don't date any of these things. So the last time I did one of these, the chalk was inflamed, very angry, needed to be drained, needed to be shot up. And I almost canceled my trip to uh, the casino with my friends. It's like, I can't walk. But thanks to my doctor, sponsor of the Chalky Chalk, Dr. Paul Berg, Scott and White Hospital, Round Rock, Georgetown, Scott and White Group, hooked me up with some oral steroids, cleaned it right up. I was able to walk just fine. Now, right now, it's a little swollen. And I'm not walking pain-free, but the pain is like a one and a half to two out of five. So I guess I can't complain. I'm, I can't really do anything but walk. I'm not going to be riding a bike or even walking on a long walk. I mean, when I say walk, just walking normal or in your everyday life. So I guess I'm just going to eat a bunch of cake and explode since I can't really work it off. So I so said, go swimming. It's like, Swim my little pool that we have in the back. Can't do laps in that. I push off. I'm at the other end. It's not big. So anyway, we're not going to dwell on the chalky. Uh, it's my lot in life, and I have to accept it. My wife says you need to go see a, find a doctor. I go, yeah. She's right. Which means go to the insurance. Figure out which doctor's on my insurance. Get, call them up. Do you take new patients? No. Or, yes, we take new patients. We can get you in in three months. It's like, that's what I'm going to deal with, and I just don't feel like it. So, chalky chalk out. I'm back for the last segment of the show. You know the drill. I have an opening segment. It's probably 14 to 15 minutes. Then I do a chalky chalk a minute or two. Then I come back and ramble about something else. And then I close it all up. Then, I, then production starts. Then my producer, who's me, goes and uh, puts it all together with some music and some background. And then my many, <laughs> my many tens of listeners will start devouring the premium content that I deliver. It's premium. So um, I'm a little mad at my son because he refuses to watch Better Call Saul. He just said, I'm not watching it. I refuse. I watched it. It was first season boring. Well, let me just say, and I'm sure most of you know this. It's, it's a spinoff of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, I was late to the party. And it was one of those shows that was on AMC. It wasn't streaming. So if you didn't watch it from the beginning, you really couldn't watch it. There's too much that happened that you didn't know about. So I didn't watch it until it was basically all over. And then I binged it. And it was like, oh, man, I couldn't stop watching it. It was the only other show I binged like that was Lost. And we did that on DVDs, seasons by season. It's like, let's watch one more. Let's watch one more. You ever get a show? It's like, oh, you look at your watch. Uh, I could still watch one more and get, get a decent night's sleep. That's what Breaking Bad was. I have watched the entire series of Breaking Bad probably three or four times. It's 63 episodes, 62, 63 episodes. It's not super long. You can binge it without commercials. Then you watch two or three a day, and then you move on. You, 
and you and every time you watch it you, you pick up something you missed it's fantastic and then of course el camino came out that was the movie that extended jesse's adventure and then you know that was actually later but better call saul started he was a character in the second season the lawyer and he was this flamboyant crazy lawyer criminal type but Better Call Saul, we got to see him evolve from just kind of who he was at the beginning. And I can't get enough of it. I'm obsessed. So after every, this is, we got three episodes left of the series. And every time they drop an episode, the next day I get on YouTube and there's about four or five people that break everything down. They're really into it like me. I'm obsessed. And I, I just can't wait to see what's, I mean, I'll, I won't even plan anything to do on Monday when the show is on. Like at noon, the show's at eight. It's like noon. Do you want to go to lunch? I can't. Better call Saul's on in eight hours. I don't know if I'll be back in time. Am I DVRing it? Yes. And I keep telling my son Will, who's sponsor of this podcast, you need to watch it. Nope. People said that to me on Breaking Bad, and I was that way too. It's like, yeah, I'm not watching it. Yeah, it's a guy. He does bad things. He makes drugs. I get it. I didn't get it. So I went back and watched all of Better Call Saul over this break and I started watching it and Allison says well I want to watch it too so we had to I had to start over from the first few episodes it's fantastic there were times where I thought it was a little bit boring and but it all served a purpose so I'm mad I'm mad at my son for not watching Better Call Saul he could get on Netflix and watch first five seasons they're and they're on season six okay um my wife is on an Amazon binge. It's out of control. There are boxes and packages out the ass coming to my house every day. It's, I, I look and I go, what are you buying? What, what do you need? It, and it's, it's just insanity. And right now I'm looking at a pile of boxes because God forbid we've talked about this. A woman will not break down boxes. It's, I guess it's a man thing. Talked about it on the podcast. She throws them. I have a kayak in my garage sitting off to the side. And my kayak is filled with boxes, Amazon boxes. And my recycle comes every other week. And I will break them down. And I lay them flat. And it's a lot of work, actually. It's really not that much work. But here's the thing you don't realize is these boxes have tape and some of the tape gets gooey and gummy when you cut them and you have to change the blades otherwise it just doesn't work very well so that's what they don't know is like i'm changing the blades i'm keeping this thing going my wife would never change a blade on a on a box cutter ever she wouldn't even think you had to it's like well it's good enough it's like well the difference between a gummed up dull blade and a fresh blade oh it just makes me happy. It just cuts through it with ease like butter. Just cutting butter. And then when it gets all gummed up, oh, it's a sad day. Flaney has to change the blade. I'm, I'm fixing to change the blade. Uh, uh, I have two box cutters. I have the red box cutter, and then I have the industrial one that kind of clips to your belt box cutter. How did I get that? Somebody brought it over here when we were moving in. A friend of a friend. Uh, a friend of Allison's. She brought her husband's, boyfriend's, whatever. And she left it here. 
And I haven't told anybody that, hey, I got that woman's box cutter. She left it here. It's on my workbench. Could I give it back and buy a new one? Yes. Am I going to? I am not. Why? I don't know. How many times has someone come over and like bought a, borrowed a t-shirt, probably my kids, and it just disappeared? Where's my t-shirt? Nobody knows. And then they're wearing out to their to the to the club that night partying in my t-shirt. Because I have cool shirts. It's like, well, for one time I'm keeping some. You left it here. Finders keepers on the box cutter. So I have two, I have two good box cutters. One for the indoor. It's, it's kind of lame. It's just this, you know, the little bow, oh, the other one. Oh. Looks like a jackknife. Pocket knife. I have two different blades go into each of those box cutters. You can't use the same blades, different blades. And you know what? I got both kinds. In quantity from me. I, or, I ordered something from Amazon. Replacement blades. Okay, I've talked enough about it. Guys, let's let's thank our um, our intro music, Brother Mike Flanagan. Outro music. No, actually, outro music, Brother Mike Flanagan. Intros, Brother Joe Freund. Let's talk about my my supporters, my podcast supporters. Got Allison, Will, Johnny Shrey, Hey Hey, Mariah. Oh, my buddy Big Ray up in, up in Michigan, and, and Matt Beards. You could be one, and and I could give you a shout out. You know what? You could you could do it and say your and then just give me a fake name, DB Cooper. I'd say it's like that's really me. Whatever, guys. Until next time, we will see you later. Be good. Stay cool. Pray for the Texas grid. Just irritated